Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harbin, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for another episode of the flagship, the Behind the Steel Curtain flagship podcast. The standard is the standard. You know me. Joining me as always, my co-host, Lance Williams, out on the West Coast. We're later here on the East Coast. Lance, prime time for you. What's going on? Hey, everybody. I'm just out here chilling, trying to hit you guys with a new lid every week. If you guys are true Steeler fans and true Pittsburgh sports fans, you understand the significance of the lid that I'm wearing, the We Are Family throwback lid. So that's how I feel. We're family when we do this show. So we're just welcoming you, you into our humble abodes. Absolutely. And if you're joining us live on YouTube, you are welcome to join the live chat. We uh, normally have a large group of people there. I'm not sure what it'll be like as it's almost 10 o'clock Eastern time uh here but we'll see uh hopefully we'll get some questions we're going to take some questions later in the show but because there's no news and this time of year no news is great news for the pittsburgh steelers and any other nfl team uh what we want to focus on today is we want to look at the offensive side of the football and we're basically going to give you our predictions for the depth chart in other words we are predicting the roster for the upcoming season and just doing it a little different way. We're going to predict, you know, for instance, in the offensive line, how many tackles are they going to keep? Uh, how many players on the line overall will they keep? Wide receiver is a hotly, highly contested position that we're going to talk about. Again, how many players are they going to keep? And we'll talk about each and every position and eventually have our own little depth chart for this particular episode, which is offense next weekend we'll obviously do the defense so Lance, where do you want to start what position i'll give you the uh dibs to call it well let's start with the quarterback position let's go quarterback okay. let's go skill positions to the offensive line and one thing i want to ask you guys if you listen to the program if you're on a live chat jeff's not good at math i don't pay attention all the time so <laughs> please keep the numbers tally up the numbers yes. as we go through i'm going to try to pay attention i probably won't Jeff can't add past 25, so well, he could do 25, 25 yeah. reps, like five sets of five. I so can, yeah, like, that's right. You got to, but maybe if I do it in fitness terms and exercise, yeah, terms, see, yeah. There, you, there you go, <laughs> supersets like seven yeah. sets of seven. All right, so 49. I'm doing a, doing a circuit here, I'm doing a... <laughs> or you know, with Jeff, also you count calories well, so you know, you could do it that's that true. way as well. That's true, absolutely, okay. Dave Schofield is in the live chat. He said he's on. He's due. He's taking care of it for us. So thank you very much. All right. So let's get started with the quarterbacks. I think it's safe to say. Now, let's talk about number of players that make the team. I'm saying three. Lance, do you disagree? I do not disagree. It will be three quarterbacks. Okay. Some teams only carry two, but under Mike Tomlin, he typically likes to carry three. And I think that we're probably going to agree on those three. Ben Roethlisberger, one. Joshua Dobbs and or Mason Rudolph, two and three, respectively, either or yes or no. Or do you think that for some reason Dobbs or Rudolph would be unseated by, um, I can't forget the guy's name. I, I keep on forgetting the guy's name. That uh, Let's just call him Dash. Because when I'm looking <laughs> on the depth chart, when you get the fourth, it's Dash. Dash. So his name is Dash. So when you're the fourth quarterback, you're just Dash. Do you think Dash has any chance? <laughs> I don't think Dash, Dash has no <laughs> syllables because your name has no syllables. I don't think you have any shot in hell of making a roster. When Delvin you're just Hodges. Syllables? Delvin Hodges uh, is his name. 
you know, the only symbol that makes any sense that was a good symbol was Prince. You know, when yeah. Prince gave up his name and he became the symbol. But in this case, Dash has no syllables. That guy <laughs> won't make it. It's Delvin Hodges, and yet, yeah, Dave Schofield himself says Devlin, and that's a that's a joke from that movie uh, with Adam Sandler. But anyways, um, and didn't Prince just a quick sidebar? He was when he went to the symbol, he was the artist formerly known as. Yes, I never, underst- yes, I never yeah. understood. Okay, so you're a symbol, but everyone's gonna call you the artist formerly known as. Therefore, you have a title. You're not just this adder, anyways. He's an artist. He was an artist, so you know, give artists some license. Sometimes what they say doesn't make entire logical sense. So yeah. Anyways, okay. So um, a lot of people want to know if Dash has a chance to make the practice squad. I don't. I don't see them keeping a quarterback on the practice squad. Personally, you agree no or way. disagree? I don't think no, so either. No, Dash has no chance. Sorry, sorry, but you guys, that'd be funny, man. If a guy went out there and got a T-shirt and the last name was Dash, please, somebody do that and send us a picture. I mean, that would be great. Good lord, if you have that much money to spend to get a custom jersey with the name Dash on the back, <laughs> please. Hodges is basically there just to quarterback the second half of the fourth preseason game and say, "Good luck, kid. Get out there with those crappy offensive linemen." So, oh, now Dave is telling me it actually is Devlin. That's his actual name. Dash, uh, I like Dash better. Seriously, like why are we talking about this? Let's move on to running back. Running backs. Okay, this is a little bit, I think it's very similar. How many people do you see making the depth chart or uh, making the roster at the running back? Because I'm going to say three. Lance? I'll agree. I'll agree with you. I think it'll be three. Okay, so that's six total so far. I'm keeping track in my head. Uh I James Conner would be number one, obviously. Jalen Samuels, you think Benny Snell Jr. or does Ralph Webb sneak up? Because everyone said how Ralph Webb looked great in OTAs and football and shorts. I don't think he does. You disagree or agree? I agree. Dash squared will not make the roster. Do you count fullback into the running back position, or do you have that as a complete sidebar? I think that's a separate position. Okay, because, so we, and I and I think that because they make the Pro Bowl as a separate position. So Roosevelt okay. Nix made the Pro Bowl as a fullback, and Connor made it as a running back. So because of that designation, I'll consider them two different positions. All right, so that means that we would have one fullback. Then we we'll both agree that Roosevelt Nix is going to make the team. So that's four backs, three Correct. quarterbacks, seven total so far. We're at seven. So let's go outside to the wide receiver position. I just want a number overall. We're not talking about flanker, slot, all that stuff, X, Y, Z. How many receivers do you see them keeping in 2019? I'm going to go with five wide receivers, just because at minimum, if you want to go to 0-0 personnel, which is no running back, no tight end, and play five wides, you need at minimum five wides. So I think they'll keep five wide receivers on the roster. Typically, they do. Most NFL teams at least keep five, so they'll keep five as well. I think they keep six, but I want to hear who you have making the roster and then see where you have that one, which player you have getting cut. So go ahead and read off who you think makes this team. Well, I'm going to give you my five. Moncrief, Switzer, Deontay Johnson, Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington. Actually, as I as I say them out loud, I think they'll keep six. (laughs) 
you know, as I, as, as I look at the, as I look at it, and Eli Rogers will be the sixth. I, I think there'll be six. If there's five, uh, Deontay Johnson, it, it would be, I think, uh, a practice squad guy. But I think there'll be six. I know the five that'll make it will be Moncrief, Schmidt, Schuster, Switzer, Washington, and Eli Rogers. I think those five will make it. If if they carry six, the guy that's on the bubble will be the rookie and Deontay Johnson. There's no way that they would ever cut their second pick in the draft. No way. Um, yeah, they won't cut them. They won't no. cut them. I think I agree with what Dave Schofield's saying in the live chat right now. He said that there'll be six on the roster, five active on game days. And the question will be, in my opinion, it's who do you give the helmets to, Rodgers or Switzer? I think that's where they're going to go, and I think it's going to come down to I think right. it's going to come down point. to special teams. You know, if if Ryan Switzer is your return guy, he's going to get a helmet more often because he's going to be used more. Uh, but then again, I don't know. We'll see. That's a great point by Dave. Ryan Switzer is also more of that Swiss Army knife guy. They lined him up in the backfield a couple of plays as well. Uh, you know, as the sidecar in the backfield with Ben Roethlisberger. So in that respect, he does a few more things in the offense than Eli Rogers. But Eli Rogers, in my opinion, is a better wide receiver than Ryan Switzer. Much better after the catch, uh, more shifty. I think he's a better route runner. I think he's a better overall player than Ryan Switzer. He just might not be as flexible as Ryan Switzer. So it's going to be interesting. I, I think they have a pretty good group there. Uh, for me, I just think it's one of those things where, I, if they were to, if they were to only keep five, like you mentioned earlier, they're going to make a really tough decision on on someone that they're going to basically do something which we talked about on the Steelers preview they never do, and that is admit that they made a mistake in some way, shape, or form. Um, so, for instance, let's say they decide we're going to cut Eli Rogers. They just gave Eli Rogers a brand new two year deal. Now, whether whether or not that deal is lucrative, whether or that not that deal has a lot of dead money involved is not important. What's important right now is that they gave him this contract and then they cut him. He didn't even make the t- team. Or Ryan Switzer, let's say they cut him, and then you're like, this guy, was. we traded for him right before the season last year, gave up draft capital for that, and he didn't even make the team this year. They don't like to do that. They don't like to say, we made a mistake when we made this move. And so I do think they're going to keep six, but if they were to just keep five, I think it'd be really interesting to see who they decide to part ways with. I do have a feeling if they were to make a decision, it would be either Rogers or Switzer. Uh, and I would probably lean towards Switzer over Rogers because like you said, I agree that Rogers is a better receiver and Deontay Johnson did return kicks in college. And so there's a chance that he could do that. So if he could fill those roles, Switzer could become expensive. So let me ask, let me ask right. you this, Jeff. Typically, when it comes to roster decisions, especially decisions that are tough, I have the three P's that I came up with years ago. Funny, I forgot them. When yeah, I you forgot one. I heard that. I, yeah, I forgot. That was pretty funny. I was laughing at myself <laughs> too. When I forgot one. That's why I wrote them down before I said them to you because I was like, man, I can't forget them twice. Here <laughs> are the three P's: performance, pedigree, and pay. Frame your decision on Switzer or Rodgers and Deontay Johnson in terms of the three Ps. Now, I think uh, pedigree will protect Deontay Johnson because he was the second person drafted by them this year. So that will protect him. I think pedigree protects him. But speaking of of Switzer and Rodgers, in terms of the three Ps, who has the advantage in your opinion? 
Um, has the advantage out of those? Yeah, like performance is production. Pedigree is draft. Right. Or it's trade for what type of pedigree are they bringing and pay? Last but not least is their contract. How much are they being paid? You know, who has the advantage in those three categories between those two players? How do you think you'll how do you think it'll play out yes. from a roster perspective? It's tough because and I was stunned that they gave Eli Rogers that contract because his contract actually was going to toll over to 2019. They could have kept him for really cheap, but they decided for some reason to, to lock him up. My guess is that they weren't sure what they were going to get in the, in the draft. If they were going to find a guy that would be able to play the, you know, the Antonio Brown type position. Um, but because Rogers didn't play that much last year, such a small sample size coming off an ACL tear in 2017, I'm going to say that Switzer has the advantage there because you talked about his versatility. They put him in the backfield. Um, he did make some plays. Roethlisberger started to trust him really early. And don't downplay that, anyone that's listening. Ben Roethlisberger throws it to players that he trusts, period. Uh, there were times I remember when Dre Archer was wide open down the field and he would not throw him the football because he didn't trust him to make the play. So I'm going to say, Switzer, what do you say? I agree. I think, and I don't know if that's, I don't know if the relationship with Ben fits neatly into any of these categories. It could be, it could be performance and the performance that he had last year gained a trust with the quarterback. And it never hurts when the franchise quarterback trusts you and is willing to throw the ball in harm's way to get you the football. So a relationship and a rapport with the quarterback is always a good thing. But Rodgers has a rapport with Ben as well. So it's it's, it's really going to be interesting to see how this fits. Because it's not like Rodgers is, is an unknown commodity to Ben Roethlisberger. And we saw Rodgers come back, I believe it was in the Patriot game, which would be the fourth P. And he performed pretty well in that game and gave the Steeler offense some juice. So this is a camp battle I think that pays uh, you should pay attention to. Yeah, and if they do what you know Dave Schofield mentioned and what we talked about, and that is they keep six but only have five active on game day, I would not be shocked if Deontay Johnson is the one that doesn't get a helmet early in the season. They typically don't like to throw their receivers out to the Wolves early. They didn't with Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, well, think, they... think about what you just said in terms of Switzer, in terms of a trust relationship. You know, is training camp, with a new wide receiver enough time to develop a, that trust between him and the quarterback? Probably not, unless he's like a Randy Moss-type prospect that's coming in and is just super dominant. I, you know, I don't know. So I, I think that trust relationship is goes to your point. I could see what Dave is saying. You, 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 know, you put six on a roster, Deontay Johnson's deactivated. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I guess there could be some players that are on the roster right now, the 91-man off-season roster, that they could shake it up. Um, you know, you got Griffey and, and Spencer and stuff like that. I just don't – I just can't see one of them, unless there's an injury, beating another one of those players. But we both agree that we set on six, right? Yes, we're going to go with six. So we got to what? Seven 13 and 13. Players? 13 players. 13. Let's go to tight ends. We're going to go to tight ends, and the depth chart is thin. 
you have Vance McDonald, number one, Xavier Grimble, we assume is number two. And then, um, Gentry, the rookie from Michigan is, I assume number three on the chart. I don't even know. Is there a dash on <laughs> this position? And do, <laughs> do they keep all three? Um, I say yes. You have to keep all three. Yeah, You you have to keep all three because you're going to play two tight end sets. You're going to play 12 personnel, which was their second most popular offensive grouping last year. So you're going to have two. and you got to have a backup if either one of those guys get hurt. And I could see see Zach Gentry getting a helmet on game day for that very reason, that if you have a lot of 12 personnel in your offensive game plan for that week, you got to keep that extra tight end in case one of those guys get hurt. Or also, if you want to go jumbo and run with three tight ends in the red zone, you need that other tight end. You could replace that guy with a tackle, but having that extra tight end on the roster on game day in case of injury, I could see happening. I agree. I think they all make it and um, could be, like you said, a game day, a, a game day inactive could be a, like for Gentry, he could be inactive on a lot of days because if they're going to carry an extra tackle, if they need a third tight end, they're probably going to bring a tackle out because it's a heavy package. So we'll say let me give you let me give you let me give you a caveat to that. Gentry could be a dash as well, where you still want to keep three, but Gentry is not the guy. You cut him late at the end of training camp, and you pick up a third tight end veteran guy off the waiver wire. They could go that route as well, but you still have three tight ends. Yeah. I like how Ron in the live chat, he labeled the tight end depth chart as McDonald, Fumble End Zone, and then Gentry because (laughs) 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 Xavier Grimble was known last year for his uh, inexplicable fumble into the end zone against the Denver Broncos. Can I rip myself? Can I rip myself, Jeff? Sure for a take that I had on the show when Xavier Grimble fumbled. And I really tried to defend him last year, saying that that stuff just happens in football and so on and so forth. But I rewatched that play this year. That was a dumbass football play. <laughs> that, that was a dumbass play. He had the entire field yep. to his right. If he just cuts to his inside, he, he trucks the guy into the end zone. That was a dumbass football play. I just wanted to rip myself for taking that asinine take on the show. That was dumb by Xavier Grimble last year. Or it would be just one of those Top Gun moments where you just slam on the brakes and he flies right by and you walk into the end zone. (laughs) Yes. I mean, anything but creating a collision where the ball could get dislodged. You have so much room to avoid a collision, but you just want to truck the dude. Yep. And got trucked. And lost the football. Just just not smart. Yeah, that was just one of the many gaffes that led to the demise of a one-time 7-2-1 football team finishing 9-6-1. and one. All right, so let's go to the offensive line. Do you want to do this as a total, or do you want to do this by position? For instance, we say, okay, how many tackles are they going to carry? How many guards, centers, etc.? What are your thoughts on how to handle this? Uh, let's go by position. So let's go left tackle to right tackle. Okay. I think that if we're talking left tackle, I'll, well, we know the starters. We know. Oh, yeah, let's let's go starters. Let 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 let's go. Let's pencil in the starters. 
And then let's just go to backups. But let's go from like left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, right tackle. Let's well, do it in that order. The tackles, obviously, I think you're big Al on the left. On the right, I'm assuming Matt Filer is going to win that battle, barring uh, Chain, like Chukes Akora for coming out and really doing well. Uh, then you have DeCastro and Foster at guard and Pouncey at center. Um, yeah, I think that's that. That's that's. that's what it'll be. Actually, I want to give a big shout out to to Big Al Alex, Alejandro Villanueva, who's now a, a graduate of Carnegie Mellon. So uh, big up to him. We're both uh, fellow alums of uh, Carnegie Mellon University. So big up to uh, yeah, Big Al. Absolutely. And he was just taking classes in the offseason and got his MBA, I think. Uh, so let's go with um, backups now. So we have five. That takes our total to what, 18? Just for the starters? Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. So the backups, I think a core four makes it at, at one tackle spot. I'm going to say that. See, Hawkins get, will, I think Hawkins will make it. Well, you have a toss up. But you have Hawkins, you have Derwin Gray, who is the rookie from Maryland. And don't forget about Zach Banner, who actually made the 53 man roster last year. He was inactive on most game days, but he's a giant of a man. Uh, and he, like I said, he made the team last year. I think it's between those three. I think they keep two tackles, but they're going to be looking for someone that could be versatile. Um, you got to have that swing guard. Who's going to play that swing guard position? Well, that that's the thing. So I say they keep two tackles, backup tackles. So I now agree. that five turns to seven. I think that they keep one interior backup, BJ Finney. Yes, I agree. And so that's that's it. I, I mean, I I don't see them. I don't see them yeah, carrying. That's and that's eight. That's eight offensive line. I don't think they they keep any more than that. Yeah, because you figure in a game, you drop both tackles. Yeah, I mean that's probably about right. I can't remember the game. There was a game where they had a rash of offensive line, offensive lineman injuries, and I'm pretty sure you remember the game. Um, where I think they had a tight end lining up. I think they had Heath Miller lining up his tackle at a tackle position. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, uh, that vaguely sounds familiar. Uh, that sounds about right. Eight, eight, eight sounds about right. Okay. Uh, and the, the here's the thing with me: like everyone talks about the right tackle battle, which is going to be fun to watch between Banner, Hawkins, Acorafor, and Filer. Don't forget Derwin Gray. Derwin Gray can also play guard. That is really, really important. Gerald Hawkins also practiced at guard during OTAs and minicamp this offseason. Again, really, really important because if you can have a swing tackle that can also play guard and be another backup interior lineman. So let's say uh, something happens to Marquise Pouncey. He has to leave the game to get his hand all wrapped up, whatever. B.J. Finney's going to go in. And if it's an extended injury, now you have no backup at guard. But if you have a tackle that can bump down, now all of a sudden you're able to keep that patchwork line together. Yeah, Filer could bump down the guard, but if he's your starting right tackle, you don't want to take him out of that spot. And so if, if it's Derwin Gray, if it's Gerald Hawkins, you know, whomever it may be, if they can go down to guard on both the left and the right, that's just an added bonus. And I think that's what the Steelers are looking for when it comes to position flexibility. Uh, you agree or disagree? I agree with you 100%. And 
position flexibility is the term that's most often used probably even more than what's the term that coach uses all the time obviously exactly <laughs> and looking at the lineups in terms of that right tackle position uh nfl does a good job of detailing how many plays that the most popular lineup played and when you look at the most popular lineup the most popular lineup played 54 plays last year and that lineup include filer so filer was involved in let's see here one two three four of the five most popular lineups that the Steelers had. And when you go down through the rest of the list, particularly because of Ramon Foster's injury, Filer's name shows up on a bunch of dis different lineups for personnel packages. So I think they feel comfortable with Filer as the starter. I think it would take a, a, a lot for someone to unseat him. You know, maybe a draft pick, maybe Hawkins comes in or Chucks comes in because you have that pedigree there because they drafted these guys and they really show. But I mean, I think this line is probably really comfortable with Filer as the starter. They've played a zillion plays together last year. If you look at these personnel lineups, and it just makes sense that Filer is that starter because ultimately on football teams, when it comes to rosters, you want to eliminate unknowns. You want to you want to eliminate you want to eliminate eliminate as many unknowns as possible, so you have confidence on what a player is going to give you when you put that player out there on the field. Yeah, and Dave Schofield in the live chat, uh, co-host of mine on uh, the Steelers preview, which airs on Thursday night, he said, you know, they kept they kept nine last season, and he was telling us that we have enough spots left to keep nine, and he said they'll keep nine unless they need twenty six players on defense. Uh, so that'll be interesting. He said key his suggestion would be to keep nine with eight active, so always having that extra tackle or guard, which this was Zach Banner last year was always inactive every game day. So that is a, a possibility as well. But so if, at, we, if we so bump the nine, Jeff, what, 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 what number are we at? If we bump uh, to nine offensive linemen, we got 18, we got nine linemen, three wide receivers, six wide receivers, three tight ends. That's 18. Uh, 18 and seven is 25. So I think we're at 25 on offense. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, but I think we're at 25. Okay. So there you go. Let's keep it there. And then we'll be able to look at the defensive side and see, okay, are they going to need more defenders? Are they, or is this a, are there positions we can revisit on the offensive side and say, well, they could always throw in another, another player here or there. We only got room for 25 because you're going to get three specialists. You're going to get a place kicker, punter, long snapper. Right. So he, Dave said we're at 25 right now with nine linemen. Yes. So right, we'll so have 25. We'll, you know, we have 25 to play with right now. We got 28 roster spots, but three of those guys are specialists. So those right. are taken okay. already. So we got 25 to play with on the defensive side of football. Yeah. And so when you look at these position battles, I mean, there, there are some right tackle, wide receiver, backup running back, backup quarterback. But when it comes to starters, though, there really isn't a lot. Uh, there's not a lot of juice for the training camp battles on the offensive side of the football uh because even a, even a wide receiver i don't think it's a, a battle of who's gonna play it's it's where do they fit you know it's it's what does moncrief do well 
that can add to the offense. We know what Juju does. Uh, what is James Washington able to do well? I don't think this is a matter, a case of who's going to play more than the other. I think it's just going to be of how can they best take what they do well and, and utilize that within their offense. So Let me, let me tease my next show. Uh, yeah, I said it, looking to the past to predict the future. And just looking at their most popular personnel grouping on the offensive side of football, uh, 11 personnel, three wide receivers, one running back, one tied in. So the question is, when you look at that, is who are going to be the wide receivers in that mix? I think we all know it's going to be Juju Smith-Schuster. The question will be, who will be the two wide receivers in that mix? Will it be more fluid this year with no Antonio Brown? No, I mean, as we go into training camp, I don't think the number two wide receiver position is settled. So that will be the question, I think, largely when you think of this offense next year, because they ran 70% of their total plays, 728 snaps were in 11 personnel. So you need two wide receivers to fill that out with Juju Smith-Schuster. So it's going to be an interesting camp to figure out who those two players are going to be. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. So make sure you check out this. Yeah, I said it. that'll air on, be published on Wednesday. So make sure you check that out on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It'll be a good one. Um, so at this point in time is where we wanted to open up for some questions. It's the off season. We do, There's not a ton of stuff to talk about. So a lot of times answering your questions is a really cool way to just kind of make the show interactive. Um, I really like to do rapid fire. So if you just fire some questions out, we'll answer, answer them quickly, get through as many as we can. But if you're watching live on YouTube and you want to make sure that your question gets answered, then by all means, you can certainly use the super chat feature. I call it the tip jar. And so what it is, is when you're in the little chat where you can enter your text on the right, you see a little money sign. You hit that money sign. You can enter any amount of money. It'll highlight your question and your comment will stay at the top and we'll see it and it'll guarantee to be answered now felicia has always already been giving us a tip jar of 10 put 10 bucks in the tip jar just to announce her presence with authority in the she didn't have a question she just said i was late here i am and she's here you know what i mean tip jeff and i'm sure we have some hip-hop fans you know every time i hear tip i think of tip drill not tip jar. If you know what tip drill is, you've seen that video. <laughs> That's oh what I my think God. when I think of tips. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see here. Uh <laughs> um, here we go. First question Will three running backs dress out every Sunday? No, I don't think so. I say yes. I think they do. Okay, let's let, let, let's tease that forward. So you know you got Samuels, right? You know you got James Conner. And, you know, Samuel could play in an 11 personnel package when Conner is getting a blow, presumably, because he's versatile out of the backfield, right? And I, the Steelers don't really play two tight end, two, two running back personnel groupings that much. In fact, they only played 59 plays last year of two running backs, two tight ends. So, this is Snell the he's a special teams guy? Is that why he dresses? I just I think they're going to utilize more backs this year. I don't think it's going to be I think they're going to feature back. I've said that openly on multiple shows, but I think they're going to utilize more backs and therefore I think that 
Snell's going to get a, a helmet, and he'll probably play special teams too. Huh. So, hmm. So let's say he gets a helmet, right? And he plays for special teams. He's he's the running back in eleven personnel with no Samuels and no Connor on the field. Like, who snaps is he taking away? Is he taking away Samuels? I don't think or is he's he taking, taking away any. It's you know, if 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 Connor. Well, I think Samuels is going to be used in certain. Again, it's kind of like what the way I described the wide receivers. It's what do you do best, and how can you help the offense? Maybe they turn him into a goal line back. You know, short well, yardage. I don't trust Mike Tomlin. He likes to run the wheels <laughs> off. So I don't trust him. I'm, I'm going to trust that Mike's going to manage him like he always has. You know, break a guy down. Okay. Um, Linwood Lang says, do you think that Sutton Smith, the rookie, will beat out Knicks? No, I do not. Lance, do you think he'll beat out Roosevelt Knicks, who just got a contract uh, last offseason? No. No, I don't think not. I think they're using him in the fullback situation, kind of like the Patriots will throw a guy into a certain position. You know, they utilize guys in different ways. Maybe it's a gimmick play. Maybe it's certain. I don't know. I don't think. I think Roosevelt makes his job is safe. Ron asks, do they keep nine linebackers? Well, Ron, you're going to have to find out next week when we talk about the defensive side of the football. Oh, I love that tease. There Jeff. you go. Yeah. I'm, Such boy. a tease tonight. Wow, Jeff. The, flag, the flagship. What? All right. Um, <laughs> do you think Trey Edmonds, running back, will be on the practice squad as insurance in case of injury? Is he practice squad eligible is the question. Uh I believe he was activated last year. It comes down to experience. He was with the Saints. Um, I'm fuzzy uh, on that. I'm fuzzy on practice squad. That's a Dave Schofield question. That's his nerd nerddom. Here's the thing, though. I don't. I don't. I mean, you can you can find running backs if you need one in a pinch. So I, I don't know if you need to take a you know, practice squad spot for a running back. I mean, you can find those guys. There'll be a bunch of guys in week six without jobs that you can bring in. Yeah. Okay, Flip asks, is it a real competition between Chris Boswell and Matt Wright, the kicker from UCF? No, I don't think so. I think it's a wait and see. I think it's a wait and see with Boswell. I think it's a competition if he misses kicks, but I think he's been given the chance to play himself out of the position. Yeah. I don't think it really is because I, I, again, if they cut Boswell, unless he's awful in the preseason, talk about, yeah, I'd mentioned it earlier. Talk about throwing up the white flag of surrender saying, man, did we make a huge mistake? And they don't like to do that. That's not that. That's not the MO of the organization. Vodka drinker puts $8 into the tip jar. He said, since Lance went old school with the baseball hat, Who's the only pitcher in Major League Baseball history to throw a no-hitter while tripping on acid? Here's a clue. He was a Pittsburgh Pirate. Do you know who that is? I actually knew yeah. it before. Some, someone wrote it in the live chat, but I got to say, I knew it before. Doc Ellis? It Very good. That is correct. Yeah. yeah Doc, Doc Ellis. Ellis yeah. We are family. <laughs> he wasn't on that. We, he wasn't on the We Are Family. No, team. no, 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 no. It's just Doc had fun. been way gone since then. Doc Ellis, man, tripping on acid out there throwing a no-hitter, just like it's another dead walk in the park. Hey, man, okay. Focus on the guy <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, let's see here. There's another question I saw somewhere. 
All right. Okay. Well, hey, you know, the questions kind of dried up. That's fine. We appreciate all those people that did participate in the uh, Q&A session. Hey, uh, I, Felicia. Felicia, thank you very much, as always. I do have to say, and if there's another, if some more questions pop up, we'll get to them. I Before we went on live on the air, I, I said to Lance, hey, man, have you heard all these details about the Le'Veon Bell <laughs> stolen jewelry situation? And he said, no, what are you talking about? And I said, okay. And I started to kind of explain how uh, he had over $500,000 of jewelry stolen from him in Florida. And he said, don't say anything else. This sounds juicy. Save it for the show so you get my live reaction. Okay. So here is here's how this – we're going to go on a timeline because news okay. – filtered its way out as more documents became public. So Le'Veon Bell calls the police to report that he had over $500,000 of jewelry stolen from him in Miami, in his Hollywood home in Florida. And so the police report states that he said that his girlfriends, plural, stole his jewelry. Let me pause you, Jeff. <laughs> Let me pause okay. you. Le'Veon needs to consult with an OG to give him rules on how to trick. You can't bring them to your house. That's rule number one. Check into the Ritz under an assumed name. <laughs> oh, you, hey. Right, well, let, let, me, let me continue. Okay, let me continue. Okay, okay. Okay. So. During the, on the police report, he was unable to identify his girlfriends. I'm using air quotes and again emphasizing the s at the end, plural. He didn't know their names. So, okay. okay so uh, okay. immediately when I hear this, I'm thinking he brought girls home, whether it's from the club, whether it was an escort, whether whatever it was, he brought them home to his home. He did not follow the OG's advice, obviously. So, you know, the girl's name was Hennessy and the girl's <laughs> name was Beam. You or know, candy. Like, or candy. Or candy. Sprinkles, whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he didn't know their name. It was sprinkles, candy. <laughs> um, you know, okay, so you know, we've been there. We've all been we, you know, some of us have been there where you know, where sprinkles and and, and, and tequila are coming home to the house. Right. Uh, so he has the girls over. And in the 911 recording that was made public, Le'Veon Bell was explaining to the 911 operator that when he went to go work out... Wait, he Jeff, is he rapping? Is he <laughs> rapping in the 911? Is he freestyling? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't think okay, so. That he basically... He, he left the girls naked in his room. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So wait a minute, wait a minute. So he got robbed, but the girls are still naked in the room? He left. He left them in the room. So he went he, to go work out. He brings the girls back. He's they, a square, dude. He's a square. He brings the girls back. They play Twister. And then after the Twister game is over, he leaves them, and he goes to work out. They wake up. They okay. get dressed. They steal his stuff. And he all has you, no idea how to report it because he doesn't all, it. <laughs> For all you young cats listening to the program. <laughs> I hate to give you this information, but you might need it. It's called trick and kick, right? Once you trick, then you kick. 
after you do your tricking, then you do your kicking. You trick and then you kick them out. Trick and kick. You can't invite Hennessy and Chardonnay to the house, leave them in your bed butt naked and give them free run. Come on, man. Just hand them the jewelry, like Trick, then kick. I just want to make a quick sidebar and state that Lance's opinions are his opinions only (laughs) and no way (laughs) a representation of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Jeff Hartman said editor of website or SB Nation or Vox Media. Any complaints can be directed strictly to Lance Williams. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry if I'm giving y'all the real but trick and kick. So that was it, man. So he got over, over almost a half a million dollars worth of jewelry stolen. He's never going to see it again. He has no way to identify the girls. He. So you know what that means, Jeff? He was high too. Uh, there's, I I don't, I guess. I man, <laughs> I just just riddle me this: if somebody stole five hundred thousand dollars worth of anything from you, that's a face you would never forget. Yeah. Well, I guess. But still, he doesn't. How are you gonna identify? I mean, unless you see her, uh, you have no way. You don't know her real name. You don't know he, where she's from he, or anything. Who knows where he bought her? Yeah, I, I don't. Okay. He got receipts. I'm sure he got receipts. He knows where. I he hadn't. Bought her. I hadn't talked about this story because it'd been <laughs> out for most of it. Had been out for over a week, and we talked the preview. Like we talked about this, and I'm like I don't want to talk about this. And so I was like, ah, we'll do it on Sunday. Yeah. He's lying, Jeff. He's clearly not telling everything. He bought the two. He knows where he got them from, and he knows where he went to get them from. He just got played like a herb. He's a he's an idiot. So he's <laughs> like, come on, Le'Veon, come on, man. You, that's idiot bozo. Amateur hour stuff. <laughs> George did say, you know, he did bring up the fact that Le'Veon Bell did state when he was with Pittsburgh, when he was with LeGarrette Blunt, that he was not aware that you could get a DUI for driving while uh, high on, you know, marijuana and stuff like that. So, so that leads you to believe he he sounds like he's a square dude with money, but doesn't know how to play that game. He needs to call in for instructions to somebody because <laughs> you can't leave Chardonnay and glitter in your candy. house. Candy, I like candy. I don't <laughs> not. Candy and Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> Skittles. Le'Veon, we're not laughing at you. We're laughing with you. Okay. Michelle <laughs> and Aisha. Mike and Ike. Come on, man. You can't leave assorted goodies around your At least have the jewelry in the safe. They probably got it for cash, too. And he's well, not saying that. Well, he, here's the thing. Um, my question is this. You just signed this lucrative contract. Why are you reporting this stolen? You know it's going to go public. You know people are going to hear about it. You know your reputation, which is already a little sour, is going to take a hit. Why not just say, man, they robbed me, 500000 bucks. Okay, I'll, I'll put my first game check towards my new jewelry. I, you just, you're exactly right. Like, that's hood. <laughs> Why like, call the cops? <laughs> like, it's hood, it's hood justice, right? You just make a couple of calls. Somebody knows who jacked you for the jewelry because people talk. All you got to do is make a couple of calls. They'll find your jewelry. You probably get it back. Yeah, he's not a street dude. Like he, he, he's, he's not a street dude. And that's not a bad thing. But you can't play street games if you're not a street dude. Clearly, do not have candy 
<laughs> and margarita, margarita come to your house. See, that's why you don't have them come to your house. What they gonna do? Yeah. Rob the hotel. And what you do is before you start doing whatever shenanigans, you put the jewelry in the safe. They're playing twister. They're just playing twister. So when you're playing twister, you take your Scrabble. jewelry off. So yeah, exactly. Scrabble. I think it was Scrabble. Uh, yeah, probably. Probably. Domino, spades, parcheesy. There you go. So um, we do have one final question here, Lance, before we call it a show. And that is, Claude asked, do you and Lance ever plan on meeting in person? Because if you haven't listened or you didn't know, I've been doing this show for five seasons or something with Lance, and we've never met in person. We talked on the phone, text all the time. Clearly, we, we do the show once a week. Yeah, and I got warrants in Pittsburgh, so I can't come. <laughs> I got warrants and across the nation. I will say right this. I will say this. The next time that Lance makes his way east, and if it's to Pittsburgh, I'll do the best that I can to get back to where I'm from, where I am right now, Wheeling, West Virginia, and we'll meet up in Washington. Hey, didn't you know you had a you knew a place in Washington, didn't you? I think so, I did. There was a place that you said you went to in college where uh, no oxygen. Wasn't there a? Uh, I'm, you know, that's you're hey, drawing I'm, a blank I'm, now. Yeah, yeah, I'm drawing <laughs> a blank. <laughs> was it? No, know, I think I think it was the uh, someone called an X-rated. Oh establishment. yeah, yes, that was in that was in Washington, PA. Though. That's what I'm saying. I would. Oh yeah, 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 halfway yeah, yeah, between yeah. Wheeling and Pittsburgh. It's ex exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Climax. Climax. Climax too. Climax too. <laughs> it could be still open. I don't know. Climax. Climax. You're, you're asking the wrong guy. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. You know, funny thing is, I have not been to West Virginia. You know, the last time I've been to West Virginia, Jeff, I was in a car accident. Really? Where in West like, Virginia? I have no idea. I was like four years old in a car. Uh, okay, okay. All right. So my aunt hit a motorcycle guy. She, I think she might have almost killed the guy. We were com coming out of a wimpy burger, I think. Huh. Burgers back in 1974. Well, I wasn't around for that, but uh, it's not all bad. I, I would meet you halfway, but yeah, if he could, when he comes east, climb again, <laughs> we're going to the original, man. We're going to the original <laughs> one where you can have alcoholic beverages, BTSC meet up at Climax One, wherever that Absolutely. is. <laughs> Breakdown offense, personnel groupings, the whole nine yards. Give you a great <laughs> show on location. Oh my gosh. All right, man. Well, hey, good show. Anyone that was watching live on YouTube, appreciate you participating in the live chat and being a part of our community there. Uh, make sure that if you didn't know we had YouTube, you uh, can go to YouTube, search BTSE Steelers Radio, and you can see three shows a week. Uh, if you want more content than that, go to our audio platforms anywhere where you get your podcasts, search Behind the Steel Curtain, Steelers. Uh, the standard is the standard. You'll find us subscribe so you don't miss anything, including Lance's Yeah, I Said It show. But we hope you help us continue to rise up the charts. We went from 7th to 6th. We passed the Dallas Cowboys. That's always a good thing. We are the third-ranked NFL site in terms of podcasts on the entire network. So are we, we above the Ravens? Uh, well, yeah. We, My, I mean, we better be the number one AFC North show. Oh, absolutely. By far. Oh, yeah. The others aren't even. They aren't. They, they, I think there's probably five or six NFL podcasts in the top ten. 
we're third. We're trailing. The Eagles are the number one overall, and the Chiefs are like two or three. But some yeah, of the pods, some of those some of those pods though are kind of like basketball. So you know, basketball's coming off their their playoffs. So they're typically going to be. Right. We're in the off season, man. We're still doing great. So we thank everyone for sharing the show and listening and downloading podcasts because it, it all helps us grow. And it's only going to get better as the season approaches. We'll say it that way. But Lance, why don't you send us out? Tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. We will see you next week for another episode of The Standard is the